0: You're listening to Mile High Radio, milehighradio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure.
1: morning good morning I hope everyone remembered to change their clocks back otherwise oh wait they're not listening to us. <laughs> Anyhow, I am Deb Creer. I am the socialite and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And my guest today is somebody that I am so excited about. Um, It's funny, I, I read a lot of books and I'll talk a little bit more about this book as we get into it, but I got so excited reading this book, more so than I have in quite a long time. So my guest today is Wayne Breitbarth. And Wayne is the CEO of Power Formula, LLC. He is an experienced businessman, speaker, and author who has shared his passion for social media with thousands of business professionals through private business consulting and dynamic presentations to local and national audiences over the past four years. His clients include Inc. Magazine, the American Marketing Association, and the American Society for Quality. Wayne draws on his 30 years experience in the areas of operations, finance, management, consulting and business ownership to help companies develop a comprehensive strategy for using LinkedIn to increase sales, raise brand awareness, recruit employees and reduce recruiting fees and discover new markets for their products and services. He is a CPA holding an MBA from Marquette University, and most importantly, anyhow, me at least, he is the author of The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success, Kickstart Your Business, Brand, and Job Search, which is the number one LinkedIn book on Amazon since May of 2011. Welcome, Wayne. Thank you for joining us.
2: Hi, Deb. It's great to be on, and thanks for that great introduction. I always love hearing about that number one thing.
1: I know, isn't that so cool? That is just amazing. You know, and I want to take a step back before we really delve into this, because you've been on LinkedIn, and, and you and I are, shall we say, of the little bit slightly more mature demographic. You know, we're not ready for our wheelchairs or anything, but we're, we're, you know, so we're not always the demographic that social media is aiming for. So, you know, you, you sell office furniture. And that just really surprised me. It wasn't somebody that I would expect to be active on LinkedIn, let alone an expert like you are. So, how did you start using LinkedIn? Why, and you know, how has it led to be this this great thing for you to do?
3: Well, I
2: appreciate you asking about my story because I just love sharing that, and I, I hope it's going to get some of the rest of your audience to sort of understand the power of LinkedIn. But my story started about four and a half years ago. When we were in the middle of this crazy recession, and you know, when it comes to office furniture, if people aren't growing and building and remodeling and moving, they don't really need office furniture. It lasts a long time. <laughs> so uh, I had a friend, you know, I had a friend in church that would come up to me every Sunday. And he was very diligent about saying why I should be on LinkedIn. And I'm telling you, Sunday after Sunday, I blew this guy off. I mean, I just told him, go away. I don't want to do this stuff. My kids are doing social media. I hate the computer. I don't want another set of emails. I mean, I had a laundry list of reasons I didn't want to do LinkedIn or any other social media fanatics. I was 50 at the time. And I was just sticking to my guns. I figured, you know what, at 50, if I just honker down and ignore this thing, it'll go away. Like it'll go
1: away. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so I stuck to my guns until finally, I'm telling you, I was in a hotel room in Holland, Michigan on a business trip over visiting the Hayworth where they make the furniture that we sell. And I had a couple hours on my hand in my hotel room before I had to go to a later meeting. And I'm going, you know what, I'm in the hotel room. Nobody's watching them. I'm trying this crazy thing. And about 25 minutes into my experiment, I said, oh, my gosh, I think he was right. And, and so I did a couple of things, and I, I just started to have had this revelation moment, you know. And like all good CPAs, I ordered a couple of books from Amazon. That's the way I learn, You know, I learn by reading. I don't do anything quickly. And for the next couple of months, I studied these books. And I, I started to see the power of this thing, and, and I showed my five sales folks how to use LinkedIn at the end of that couple of months of study, and I figured I was all done, you know. Heck, I own the company. I don't have to do this stuff myself, but everybody else should do it, so we both make a lot of money together. And the next thing you know, they go around town Milwaukee here telling people that their boss knows how to teach LinkedIn, and, I could, and all of a sudden, people started showing up in my showroom, sitting in my nice chairs at my desk, listening to me talk about LinkedIn for 90 minutes. So, Deb, I used it simply as a business development tool for that whole first year, thinking, listen, nobody wants to listen to a furniture guy right now, but they'll listen to a LinkedIn guy. And get this, I taught 105 classes in one year, 4,500 people in the audience with the sole intentionality and going, I'm meeting some business folks in this town when our business is down. And someday they'll wake up and go, right. who is that bald guy that taught us LinkedIn? Doesn't he sell office furniture? We finally need a couple of cubicles.
1: <laughs> or as you so, put it in your book, a million cubicles.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's always my goal. I still haven't gotten that yet. But, but you know, in, in very typical fashion, Deb, especially for people who are baby boomers uh we hope this stuff will go away and it's our kids stuff right it's our grandkids it's our kids stuff it's what they're doing and we just go can't apply to me and nothing could be further from the truth
1: well and i think that's the thing is is we do uh tend to bury our heads in the sand with this and we think if if we do ignore it, it will go away, or it's not important, it's not good for our demographic. Um, I think that was why it really impressed me that you sell office furniture. You know, typically I talk to people who are a service provider rather than, a, a, you know, providing a physical product, and that's who tends to be on LinkedIn. So that was why I was really excited to to see that you do something that is very different and have been so extremely successful with LinkedIn.
3: Well,
2: you know, I think LinkedIn is great for any people that need to meet other people. I don't care what industry you're in or B2B or B2C or you're looking for a job or or looking for experts, I think LinkedIn is just a spot where we can use this great database of a hundred and now 87 million folks, business folks that are looking to meet us for some reason. And there's a certain segment and a certain company and a certain this and that. And we finally have this beautiful database where we can search for the people that we want to meet.
1: Right. You know, and, And it is all about making all of those connections. But then it's not just making those connections. It's what you do with them. And so what I love about your book is you have this formula. Um, Obviously, it's called the the Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. But talk to us about your formula and then we're really going to delve deeply into each one of the pieces of it and how to truly leverage these to to be successful on LinkedIn.
2: Sure. So it, it was about a year and a half into my training of people on LinkedIn that I realized the Power Formula. And the reason I realized it, because one day I taught a class, uh, on the same day I taught a class to a bunch of owners of businesses in the morning, and in the afternoon I taught a class to, uh, college students. And at the end of that day on my way home from a college event, I'm thinking to myself, this was really different today, because I had these, you know, I had 22 year olds in the nighttime event, and in the morning event I had baby boomers who own companies, you know, sort of 40, 50 year old, 60 year old people. And, and I, what I figured out that very day was that LinkedIn the Power of performance for Length and Success is this, that it's only as good as the relationships you have, that's one component, and the, the experiences you have, so it's relationships and experiences, and in both cases, everybody's unique, but the reason I thought, it dawned on me that day was because in the morning, I was speaking to people who have lots of experiences and lots of relationships, and they got tons of those two. But then in the evening when I'm talking about the college students, they're looking at me like, Mr. Breitbart, I'm 20 years old. I don't have that many business people. I, I was know. a babysitter <laughs> and I mowed lawns. <laughs> exactly. And, and and so then I realized, you know what? This tool is made for the person that has a whole bunch of those two components of the power formula. Now, it's still good for college students. Don't get me wrong. Right. But mm-hmm. we they just have to think of things a little bit differently. And, and, and it's... It, it, it's a little harder to get connections, that's true. But when it comes to, like, the experiences, they have great experiences. College students have great experiences, too. It's just they don't think they do because they compare themselves to people like us. Well, mm-hmm. we're not their competition. Right. Right? Right. I look at them and I said, listen, your competition is sitting next to you in this class. and ain't me. Mm-hmm. I said, so your your stories of your experiences that should show up on your LinkedIn profile just have to be better than these other people's in this room. And so that's the power formula, really. It's your unique experiences plus your unique um, relationships plus the power of the tool, the tool is LinkedIn in this case, equals the power of this whole thing. And it works together, but it was but when you got those first two in big numbers, man, this thing will work great for you
1: right you know and, and i think one thing that people whether they're younger or just less experienced you know maybe it's the the, the mom who was the stay at home mom you know her her kids are off to school all these various things one of the things you really emphasize is talking about volunteerism um and you know i think it's it's important for all of us to put it in there but it's also good for people who don't have that experience because just because they weren't paid to do something doesn't mean it wasn't a good job skill you know, tell us how to really incorporate that as, as something in someone's uh, LinkedIn profile.
2: You know, it, it, whether it's volunteer experiences or um, organizations you belong to or what we're doing on your profile is to paint is to make sure we paint a picture. We paint a picture of what we're trying to accomplish so that when the reader of your profile reads it, they go, OK, I get what Deb does. And then they make a decision. Do they need you or don't they need you? And on the volunteer thing, my whole point on the volunteer thing is this. Listen, number one, people love doing business with people who will volunteer in our towns. I mean, it's just because it's what makes our town towns
4: great, right? right? Mm-hmm.
2: Number two, we're all usually involved in some things, and, and it's a way that we show leadership, uh, hard work. Blah, blah, blah. And the way you use LinkedIn for showing your volunteer, several things you can do. You can have a, you can have a separate job entry in either your past or your current. If it's important enough, I'd put it in one of those two for sure. If not, if it's not quite, you do it once in a while, then you can always use a section called volunteer causes and concerns where it's a separate section on LinkedIn, it's an additional section you have to ask for, but where you can basically lay out what is it, what it is you do for your favorite nonprofit and it puts a link right to their site and everything so it's really a powerful way. And then also in just in your summary you could talk about, you could have a couple sentences about, listen, in addition to all the work that I do, I'm very involved in uh, in my case financial literacy and teaching high school kids how to Balance checkbooks and all that kind of stuff. I just and so I just think it shows a little bit of personality. Not, not so far that we do the Facebook thing. This is not Facebook, so we, <laughs> I don't want to go over the line there. But I do think that people like to see a little personality on your LinkedIn profile. Volunteer is a great way to not only show credibility but a little bit of personality.
1: Well, and of course, the cool thing about adding um, volunteerism, especially if you add it in as a a job position you've had, is then you can get recommendations. Um, And it's been interesting. LinkedIn is kind of downplaying the recommendations a little bit. I love that they're tweaking with things. And we do have a a major change coming up on, on what the profiles are going to look like, but they've they have kind of downplayed recommendations a lot but they're still extremely critical and talk to us about you know how people should get recommendations why they should get them you know what do you do with those recommendations once you have once you have them
2: well, I agree with you. Uh, it appears that they're downplaying recommendations, but I, they're not, they're not going away, and I, I totally agree that they are so important. You know, everybody, endorsements came out about a month ago or something, and mm-hmm. confused the heck out of everybody in the world, like, what is this? We already have recommendations. And, um recommendations are still critical because they're much more detailed than just somebody clicking a little box saying you're good at radio or good at linkedin or whatever and so i still think recommendations are a huge differentiator and when you think about your profile on linkedin it's sort of a beauty contest in some respects people are going to compare you to other people like you and decide who they want to call so how do you get them you got to ask period and the story you just have to ask people uh and when you ask for a recommendation be sure that you sort of Remind people what it is you did well and maybe even say, hey, you could include a couple of these keywords could be helpful for, helpful for me as well. So you just gotta ask for them. You gotta work hard at it. But you know, for people, especially job seekers, oh, my gosh, if they're not out there working on recommendations, they're missing it. They're totally missing it. And even when I do the college thing again, you know, I tell college students, listen, if you taught Sunday school, you find out the director of your Sunday school and you have them write a little recommendation when you get done with your summer of teaching Sunday school because you know what? People will do it if you did a nice job. And so you just got to get them. And I agree with you. The nice thing about adding a volunteer uh, entry in your job section is that you can then, it's another spot people can verify you're really as good as you say you are.
1: Well, and you mentioned, you know, being specific with the the recommendations, with the the request for it. And to me, that's so critical because unfortunately, you know, if, if, you know, people don't always remember everyone. And so, you know, if you haven't worked with somebody in the last maybe six months even, you need to remind them who you are, what the project was that you worked on. And it's really important um, when I'm working with people who are in the job market, I tell them, you know, if you are applying for a very specific job and they say, you need to be skilled in doing X, Y, Z, go back to that person who can do the recommendation for you and say, remember when we worked on X, Y, Z together, because then the recommendation will be tailored to that, that very specific job skill that they're looking for.
2: No question. I mean, if you think about what you just said, that whole idea of what what you want people to say even and what you say in your profile is really all about what you're trying to accomplish on a going forward basis. And so if you're looking for a job in this area, then you better make sure that your profile supports the fact that you're good enough to be looking for a job in that area. So many people have loaded up their profile with all their resume stuff, and yes, you need to do that. It shows credibility mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But what they miss is it, it's not loaded up with the stuff that, so pe- when people read it, they go, Oh, I could work with her on that. I could see what she's right. looking for mm-hmm. right now. Going forward, I like to say, you know, spend as much time on your profile with a going forward attitude as you do a backward. Mm
1: hmm. Well, and it's funny, I was talking to somebody one time who she was thinking she might want to change jobs. You know, she just wasn't quite as happy as as she wanted to be at her current employer. So she was kind of delicately going out there with LinkedIn, you know, because she didn't want them to to think, oh, she's going to quit. But she had done the forward thinking. And in part of her summary, she said something along the lines of, you know, at some point in my career, I would like to do yada, yada, yada. Her boss called her into his office because he'd seen it, and she's thinking, ah! and he said, why didn't you share that with me? We'd love for you to do that here. And so she didn't have to change jobs, and she got to do the new cool thing that she was really wanting to do.
2: I love that story. I'm going to use that story in the future. That's wonderful. <laughs>
1: You know, and and it really was, it was something where, you know, she, she had, I I read what she had written and it was very well done. You know, it definitely wasn't saying I want to do this tomorrow, so I'm going to quit. But it was, you know, at some point in my career, I would like to be, you know, doing whatever. And, and it really was interesting that her boss saw it as a positive for his organization, you know, because he looked at that and thought, you know, this is great she 's a good employee i don 't want to lose her, so what can we do to make this happen?
3: Yeah, she
2: took a little bit of risk, I would say, but you know what mm-hmm. risk turns into reward sometimes doesn
3: 't it
1: It does definitely you know, and and that kind of does bring me to a question about this is how if somebody is currently employed but thinking or hoping to change? What do they do on LinkedIn so it's not raving, you know, waving the red flag, hey, I want to change jobs, but they're getting their information out there?
2: Yeah, a couple of things. I I've, I've actually have a blog post that uh, was written on um, how to look for a job, how, how to be a stealth job seeker on LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> and a few of the things that I recommended in that blog post was um, that number one, you should go out and make connections at the companies or the industries that you want to move into. That will be a starting point. Nobody will ever know that you're really doing that. Number two, if you're going to make a bunch of changes to your profile, um, you might want to turn off the the setting where it says notifying your network that you're making changes. Turn that off uh, because then at least nobody will see it every time you make a little change. Uh, Join the right groups is another thing that you should do. And then, you know, uh, start having virtual conversations with some of those people at those companies or those industries and find out what's going on. You know, what's so cool is, you know, this LinkedIn is just another form of networking, but it's a form of network and you know, we can do all we're sitting there watching the football game. I mean, I love mm-hmm. that part. So begin that process, right? Nobody will know you're doing that.
1: Right. You know, And one of the nice things about groups is you can communicate with the people in the group and not be directly connected to them. So that way, if your boss is doing the review of your profile, he's not seeing that, you know, ooh, you just are, you know, connected now with his arch rival.
2: You know, most people don't realize that you can do a direct message to anybody you're in a group with at no extra charge.
1: Right. You know, and and that definitely is a good feature for somebody who is, (laughs) excuse me, testing the job market, you know, thinking what's out there. Maybe they want to contact some recruiters. Mm -hmm. You know, that definitely would be a red flag to a current employer.
2: I mean, the other thing they can do is they can just go and click on the jobs up in the top toolbar mm-hmm. and start setting up a few saved searches for some of the right jobs, and nobody will ever know that.
1: Well, and I love in your book you talk about saved searches. So let's talk about that now. I, you know, I, I always go in, I search, I you know look for people, all these various things. I had never realized this was one of my aha moments reading your book, and it's cute. You know, when I when I read books, I'm very careful with my books. you know. I'm not one of these people that writes in the margins and does all of those things. But your book, Wayne, is looking a little bedraggled because I started turning down page corners, (laughs) all these various things going, "Ah!" I have to go back and check that. And that was one of the things that I had turned a page corner down on was uh, saving searches. So then when something comes up that matches that search, you get a notification. Tell us how that works.
2: You bet. And I, I love that your book is bedraggled. That's wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> you made my day. Okay, so here's the way safe searches work, and I'm gonna use an example. I mean, it's how I found you. I'm pretty sure that we connected because I found you in, in one of my save searches, and that is ah. I search for radio show hosts. Cool. So so here's how you get there. I will tell your audience the exact steps. So once you're on your home page, uh, the very top toolbar, right next to the search bar the search box there's a word called advanced once you click on advanced that's really how you're going to do most of your searching and this is this is your ability to search into the entire database of linkedin using keywords company names areas of the country groups you name it and so what you do is you find a search that works for you so in in this case what i did was in the title Or in the keyword box, I can't remember how I was set up. I put radio show show host, or maybe even business plus radio show, and I hit the search button. And then, so what comes up is anybody who has the word business radio show host in their profile. And then, once you got that list, on the right hand, top right hand side, you'll see where it says save search. You click the little save search, and then LinkedIn will ask, well, when do you want to be notified, weekly, monthly, or never, when I find, I being LinkedIn, some more people that meet that search criteria. And, and you'll, you'll get an email then from LinkedIn. And you, you talk about everybody complains about all the bad emails and crappy emails they get from LinkedIn. Well, this is a nice one because mm-hmm. it brings you the people that you said you wanted to meet, right? Definitely it's a 24/7 virtual assistant as far as i'm concerned.
1: Right. You know, and and one of the things that that i did when i relocated from Denver to Atlanta was i extensively used LinkedIn um in building up my network here and the nice thing was i knew about a year in advance before we moved. So i was able to go in and I had to redo my search every time because, silly me, I didn't know that I could do this save search feature. Um, Because what I was just looking for were people uh, within a certain range of uh, zip code that I was going to be in. And if if it would have kept notifying me that you know this person is there, that would have saved me so much time.
2: Yeah, you get three free. You get three save searches on the free account, Mm -hmm. and then that's one of those things. If you're on a paid account, you get a few more of.
1: Okay. Now, that does uh, bring up the fact I have a free account, um, and uh, which it looks like you have a free account, too, or do you have a paid version?
3: I'm
2: on free as well.
1: You know, and that's one of the things that people ask me so much about is why should I pay or why shouldn't I pay? My philosophy is don't pay unless you have to.
2: (laughs) Yeah, you know why they're asking you that, Deb? They're asking you that because they don't understand how to use the free account well enough. Right. You know, they're they're trying to do the
1: in-mail or, you know, all those various things. I mean,
2: you know, normally they're just asking that question because they haven't harnessed the power of the free account yet. And it's just another excuse why they're not getting at it. (laughs) That's how I like to say it.
1: You know, and to me, it really does make sense to stay free, you know, and, and it's uh, granted there are different features with the paid account, which is why you do that. And it will be interesting to see with the, the changes that LinkedIn is doing, which of those will be free and which of them won't. Um, you know, I'm most looking forward to getting my insights back on uh, who my contacts are, you know, where they are demographically and, and all of those various things. And it looks like in the new version, those will be back. But that might be part of the paid version, so. Uh, yeah, I know. I you know. I'm on that. Well, you know,
2: I I stay on the paid account. I mean, a free account because of my classes, and I don't want to confuse people, right. and because mm-hmm. I get plenty of value out of it. But mm-hmm. there are a few things on the paid account that I like. I mean, the one is that um, who's viewed your profile. Definitely. I mean, I really like that feature, and I would like to look at the full list, but. And so I have my two or three things that if I, I wasn't doing these training classes, I might move to a paid account. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in general, listen, people have a long way. and can go way down the road without it.
1: Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. You know, and let's – I want to just kind of go through a couple of the aha moments that I had in, in reading your book. And and then uh, when we come back from our break at the bottom, we'll talk more in depth but one of the big aha moments I had was applications. And I've, I've added applications to my profile. I have WordPress so that my blog comes in and, you know, some uh, slideshare and some other various things. But box.net, that was like, holy cow. Um, I've written a white paper on how to optimize your profile for LinkedIn, which, you know, now I'm going to have to rewrite with the changes. But tell us how, or tell, tell the people listening how the application box.net adds to your profile and and what you can do with it. Because now I can add it and add my LinkedIn uh, white paper that I wrote.
2: Yeah, so uh, BoxNet files is really a way to continue your sort of your credibility story on on your profile. And it's a place it, it's free, which is the beauty of all these applications are they're, they're free. And you go up to the more button and you slide down to get more applications and grab Boxnet files. And what you can do with Boxnet files is like this little file drawer where you can put word files, Excel files, PDF files, audio and video files right on your profile that people can download. And If you look at mine, I've I've got a free chapter in my book. I've got Mm -hmm. some uh, customer testimonials from my office, Furniture Business. I have one whole subfolder on all kinds of free LinkedIn resources. And BoxNet files will notify you when people are doing downloads. And there's hardly a day that goes by that people do not download some of those free LinkedIn resources. Because really what you think about what you're trying to do here on your profile you're trying to get people to look at your profile, think you're interesting, see you as an expert and then hopefully someday they contact you, right? And it's right. just another way to take them down that path.
1: So if you've got say a product or a service, you could have, you know, product information there, you know, all those various things. You could have white papers that your company or, you know, that that you have written. The nice thing is if you're a job seeker, you can have work examples there. You know, obviously make sure that, you know, what you're posting, you have the rights to post. Don't, you know, run afoul of a former employer by posting something that you shouldn't. But it's a great place to have those. Or maybe as a student, you've got copies of presentations that you've given to show people first that you know how to do a presentation, you know, and use PowerPoint. But more importantly, maybe it was, it was a great resource project that you worked on and you want to show people that.
2: It's another great place to put letters of recommendation from people who are not on LinkedIn.
1: Definitely. you know, and, and that does happen on occasion. Um, I was working with a woman who had spent several years archiving the, the histories of men who had been in World War II. Fabulous, fabulous project that she did for them, but Needless to say, most of those gentlemen were not on LinkedIn, but they also knew the, the value of giving someone a recommendation so that she had a lot of letters written from those gentlemen. And this would be a great place to put those. You know, she would just scan them as a PDF and, and put them in there. And it, it then those gentlemen are able to, to help her tell her story.
2: And you know what else I'd recommend in this case is if you, let, let's say you grab one nice paragraph out of one of the, one of your letters, mm-hmm. I would bring that letter in, I would bring that paragraph maybe into my summary section or right. into a, a okay. job entry to highlight
4: it. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and just put it in quotes so that way people yep, know yep. what it is. And, and uh, you know, because we like recommendations that come through LinkedIn because obviously we can't write those. They have to be third party. So I just tell people always make it clear when you've brought one in from somebody else or some other, you know, some other place.
2: You are right on.
1: Cool, cool. Well, Wayne, before we take our bottom of the hour break, tell us how we find you and how we connect with you. And more importantly, how we would go about buying your book.
2: The easiest way is to go to my website which is powerformula.net where you can buy my book and where you can uh more importantly sign up to get my free weekly email of LinkedIn tips and helps. Oh, i got thousands and thousands of people who just love what I share every weekend with the sort of latest and greatest, and we all know there's a lot of changes on LinkedIn. So you can go there. You can also get, uh, I have a separate tab for free resources that have all kinds of great checklists and worksheets that are PDF that people can grab as well. So that's powerformula.net.
1: Great. You know, and, and if you scroll down, if you're, if you're on that page and you scroll down to the bottom of the page, that's where all of Wayne's connections are to connect with him on Facebook, LinkedIn, all those various places. So that's great. Right. We're going to go ahead and and take our break at the bottom of the hour. We're pretty close to that. And I want to do that before we start another train of thought. But when we come back, I want to go through, you know, not in detail because we want to make sure people go and buy your book, but, you know, several tips that you may have. And then a couple of the holy cow aha moments that I had where I really did dog ear the page. I had so much fun playing this morning on LinkedIn because I was implementing some of the things that you said to do. I've been on LinkedIn for years. I teach LinkedIn and <clears throat> I didn't know some of these things. So, you know, it's it really was very cool. So, when we come back from the break, we're going to go through all of those.
3: Thank you for being a friend.
0: Listening to Mile High Radio, MileHighRadio.com on the World Wide Web for your listening pleasure. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is a Colorado nonprofit corporation formed by Julie and Doug Hutchison to help individuals, particularly children and young adults who have epilepsy. The main focus is to raise funds to provide grants for trained seizure response dogs that may be able to detect an oncoming seizure and provide warnings and or respond after the onset. The foundation also provides MFIT monitors for those in need. MFIT movement monitors are the latest technology for monitoring an individual who, during sleep, may experience seizures, which a caregiver or family member should be alerted to. The Chelsea Hutchison Foundation is named for Julie and Doug's beloved daughter, Chelsea, who died in her sleep during a seizure in April of 2009. The cause of her death is called SUDEP, or Sudden Unexplained Death in Epilepsy. During the six years that Chelsea had seizures, no one had ever told the Hutchison's that a seizure could take her life. As a result of that omission, the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation raises SUDEP awareness so other families are not blindsided in the same way that they were. For more information on the Chelsea Hutchison Foundation, please just click on the banner ad right here on milehighradio.com
4: listen if you're considering buying hardwood flooring don't do anything until you've written down this number and received your free lumber liquidators catalog
1: with high quality with an unbeatable price
4: tag. Call in the next 10 minutes to get your free catalog. What I bought at Lumber Liquidators is of vastly higher quality than flooring I had installed six years ago, and for a fraction of the cost. So if you want great hardwood flooring at unbeatable prices, trust Lumber Liquidators. We buy direct from the mills. Call right now to get our flooring guide and catalog absolutely free. It's filled with top quality hardwood flooring, including solid hardwoods, laminates, and bamboos, and even Bellawood pre-finished flooring with a 100-year transfer. Warranty the same floor Bob Villa has in his home. This free catalog is full of tips, ideas, and our flooring project list to make your buying decisions easy. Hurry, call right now to get a copy of this free guide and catalog. Call 877 413 2193 to get your free copy now. 877 413 2193. 877
3: 413 2193. Everything you've got Taking a break from all your worries Sure would help a lot Wouldn't you like to get away
1: And we are back. I am Deb Creer, the socialite, and I am passionate about working with professionals to show them how to use social media as a tool to promote themselves and their businesses. And the absolute best way, hands down, no holds barred way to promote yourself in a professional manner is by using LinkedIn. And so with me today, I am delighted that my guest is Wayne Breitbarth, who is the author of the number one book on LinkedIn on Amazon, The Power Formula for LinkedIn Success. Welcome back, Wayne.
2: Well, it's great to be back.
1: (laughs) You didn't even know you'd gone anywhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, I want to start kind of going through a little bit of uh, some of the tips that you provide in your book and talk about them so that our listeners can get some more information as to why this is so important because it still astounds me the number of people that I connect with on a business professional level and they're not on LinkedIn or I go and their profile looks like. Maybe they put it in five years ago. Or I love the people who have five profiles (laughs) because they put one in every time they change jobs. So let's talk about one of the – to me, there's there's two very important things on LinkedIn that I think everybody needs to complete. And the first is what you call your 30-second bumper sticker. So explain to us what you mean by that and what the parts are and then what we need to do to make those just rock.
2: You bet. So the 30-second bumper sticker is really just that spot on your profile right at the top. It's sort of, I don't know if it's gray or blue or whatever it is these days. It <laughs> depends on yeah. the day with LinkedIn. Yeah, it, it's just a little bit of a different color to it, and it includes your photo. It includes your name. It includes your headline. It includes the the area that you're representing, your town or where you do business, and and your industry, That's your 30-second bumper sticker. Now, here's why all that's so critical. It's because that little bit of information travels around with you on LinkedIn, whether it's in groups or uh, status updates and you name it. So it has to just have a little bit of branding and marketing, enough to tell people what you're up to, and really when you think about it, that part is set up so that if people read that, they want to go look at the rest of your profile. That's your goal. So starting with your photo, you've got to have a great photo. You, it just has to be prof- close to professionally taken. Uh, it can't be with you in a motorcycle on the mountains. I love both those things, but it's not going to work on LinkedIn. It's a nice headshot, dressed the way you would in the, in the business environment. Uh, your name should be just your name unless you've got some certifications that are Highly recognized, you know, CPA or whatever, and you want to use that, but otherwise I'm pretty much a believer in straight name. Now your headline, on the other hand, is 128 characters waiting for you to put a little bit of marketing punch and keywords. And too many people put, I'm the CEO at ABC Company, and I go, Okay, so big deal, what? right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Who's ABC Company and what is? what are you trying to accomplish being the CEO? You're not, you're not getting any brand out there. You don't have any keywords. So what you want to do is use all 128 characters to your advantage in either a branding ability or in keyword searching. So that's probably the biggest missed opportunity besides having a nice photo. And then, you know, when it comes to your town, That can be tricky. Everybody wants to put multiple towns, and it doesn't allow you that. You got to pick one. You got to stick with it. Uh, And then when it comes to your industry, that's another one where LinkedIn could use a little bit of work. They give you a list of your industries. They're never perfect. Like for example, I used to use. uh, There's not one for office furniture. There is one for furniture. There is one for interior design. So. I was using furniture for a while now i 've switched into professional training and coaching because i 'm doing more of that than I am office furniture but that 's an important selection but it, you can 't customize it you 've got to pick off of the list um, so that 's your, that's your bumper sticker and it should be well done and look real good but remember with one intentionality really is to get people to click it and go look at your full profile
1: cool well and the other reason it 's so important is you know as you mentioned it pops up everywhere on LinkedIn. That's also what shows up when somebody searches for you in Google. That professional headline is what's listed there. So do you want CEO at ABC or as Wayne has social media trainer, speaker and consultant, author, the power formula for LinkedIn success, office furniture consultant. You know, I see that in Google and I go, ooh, that's, that looks like somebody I need to to look into
2: yeah or not right i mean really what you're trying to do with your entire profile especially your bumper sticker here is that people understand what you do and and right away be able to say well i think i need that or i don't
1: mhm right and and it's just like the headline in a newspaper article or you know a magazine that's where you get that little snippet of information you know i if i see <coughs> excuse me president of abc corporation well, you know, I might go further. Or I might not. If I see something that's that are keywords there that I'm attracted to, that's when I'm going to read further down on the profile.
2: And, you know, LinkedIn is pretty secretive about how their search algorithm works. But one thing I'm sure of, because I've done it enough for myself and other people, is when you have your keywords in this headline, you will move up in the search pretty quickly.
1: Right. You know, and, and LinkedIn obviously loves completed profiles. Um, you know, there's that little bar and I always tell people, you know, now don't panic when you're first starting out that it says, you know, your profile is 25% complete. Nobody else sees that, but LinkedIn sees it. And if you stay at 25%, LinkedIn goes, eh, you're not playing our game. We don't want you to, you know, it's so they're not going to have you come up very high in searches."
2: That's right. It's their game. You better play it right if you're going to play
1: it. Right. Definitely, definitely. You know, and, and the whole professional headline to me, that really is just so important. Um, you know, and, and I see so many people who just don't have a, you know, a very good one. It, I think when we originally started on LinkedIn, it said your job title. And that's maybe where we kind of got the, you know, president or CEO or, or whatever of, of X corporation. But, and you know, it's also a place where I see people who are looking for a job, how they list different things there, you know, looking for opportunities or things like that. What's your thought process on that, and what do you suggest people do?
2: Well, I know there's some debate on whether you should use the word looking, pursuing, or seeking and put that in your headline. I am a believer that your profile should tell the truth. And uh, tell you, tell the world what you're up to in a headline, especially quickly. Now, if you're not an official job seeker, you can't do it. I'm going to suggest, but if you're officially a job seeker, I think your headline should say, "Seeking or pursuing an IT job in the manufacturing business in, in
0: the Greater Milwaukee
2: area." Oh, huh. well, you just got IT. IT in your you just put IT in there. Uh, HR directors are using the word "seeking" or "pursuing" as one of the keywords they search by, uh-huh. and and it just tells people what you're doing. So. Mm-hmm. I suggest you do that. Some people say that's negative. I said, you know what? It's the stinking truth, and your friends are going to help you if they see what you're up to, so why wouldn't you do it?
1: Well, and you can also include that information in your summary section, which to me is the next most important thing. So talk to us about the summary section, you know, how it should be written, first person or third person, and, you know, what you're doing there with that summary section.
2: Yeah, I'm a big fan of first person, number one. Uh, number two, and the reason is because I think your summary section could be should be like a cup of coffee. I think that if you had a chance to sit down with somebody and you and you had a chance to say here 's what i 'm about here 's what i've done here 's what i'm looking to do." Uh, I think that's what it should be. It should be feel real homey. If you're homie, it should be sort of funny. If you're funny, it, it should be re- reflect your personality, but it, should, it shouldn't it should be a bunch of marketing gobbledygooks. See, that's what frustrates me. When I see the summary section and all it was was somebody grabbed a paragraph out of their website and I go, that's not even a person. That's just like a bunch of marketing yuck. And third
1: person. I don't like third person.
2: Yeah, and, and you know you, we can debate that all day, but I'm telling you, since that summary pops up right after your your uh, your top box, it better be good. It better be strong. And the, under the new profiles that are coming up, your summary shows up much higher than it ever did because it doesn't list all your jobs anymore in the top box. And so that summary's got to be just a clincher.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, and and you have two thousand characters, correct? Unless that's changing with the new version.
2: Two thousand characters.
1: 2,000 characters is quite a bit of space. Now, some people go, oh, that's way too much. To me, I I actually could write more. (laughs) But that's a good little synopsis of your personal history. Um, And and, 2,000 characters is not too difficult.
2: And I recommend that because it's one of those big white boxes waiting for you to do something, put it in Word, spell check it over there, and then paste it in there. And and that way you make sure it's right because nothing turns off people more than... Ed grammar and sentence structure and oh. that kind of stuff.
1: I was uh, working with a young man one time, and he actually wasn't working with me on his LinkedIn profile, but he did say, you know, gee, would you look at it and tell me what you think? He had just graduated from college with a, a very prestigious degree from a very prestigious university and was going into the financial services industry. So he had his Series 7 licenses, which is you know, a designation that, that people can get. Every place in his profile... He's misspelled license. <laughs> mm. Now, I was thinking, mm, not sure I want to invest my money with this young man. And and the funny thing was, when I gently pointed it out, he argued with me. He said, no, it's spelled right. And I said, no, really, it's not.
2: <laughs> and the other thing he would have got hurt by is if somebody would have searched Series 7 license with the right spelling, he wouldn't have come up. Yeah.
1: They wouldn't have found him. You know, and. and nope. That's the, one of the, the things, and from what I've heard with the, the changes coming out on LinkedIn, keywords are going to be more and more important. Um, you know, you've, you've kind of touched on that, but how do, you know, how do people include keywords without it sounding like, you know, for example, in mine, I, I wouldn't want to say, I am a speaker, presenter, trainer, all in one sentence. You know, how do people work in those keywords in a way that it, it flows and, and works well?
2: Well, first off, many people get totally stuck on what their keywords are, so let's just spend a few minutes on that. And I've got a resource on my website under the Resources tab, you slide down to free, and it's the very first one that shows up. It's a PDF file called LinkedIn Keyword Worksheet. I recommend your audience go grab that worksheet. And it, it's sort of it's a fill in the blank. It sort of gets your mind started on what your keywords might be. Because a lot of people look at me when I teach my class, they go, what the heck is he talking about with this keyword thing? <laughs> and so you, you it, because we didn't grow up on keywords, many of us. And so you first got to know where your what your keywords are. And then once you get this worksheet, then I'll I show you right on that worksheet where to put those keywords. But to me, what you do is once you have the worksheet filled out. Then as you're writing your different sections, you're always thinking about how you might include those words. So, for example, for the longest time in my summary, I said, we have a 6,500-square-foot showroom and blah, blah, blah. And I I didn't realize how important keywords were. And then when I finally got it, I said, well, you know what it became? A 6,500-square-foot office furniture showroom because office furniture is a keyword for me right okay so you're just always sort of thinking about how to put it in we mentioned earlier in the call about recommendations right if you, a friend of yours is going to write you a recommendation and, and you say listen these are three or four of the keywords that are important to me if, if for some reason you could include those because it's part of what you're going to say about me please do so That's well and people love that
1: you know because they're writing the recommendation to help you so you know I've, I've actually had some people that said write it for me and i've said no but they want it to be as useful as possible. So if you can say, you know, if possible, please use the following keywords or mention X you know, presentation that I gave, things like that, they will, if at all possible, do that.
2: You know what else? People miss this spot, and this is all in the worksheet as well. They miss the fact that your job title should include some of your keywords. So, for example, on my, my profile, I have, I have for my office furniture, the part of my life I do here, it says CFO slash office furniture consultant, in parentheses, preferred Hayworth office furniture dealership. So what I did was I used the word office furniture twice. That's a keyword. Mm -hmm. Hayworth is a keyword for me, and away Mm -hmm. I go. See, nobody's going to look for the CFO at an office furniture dealership.
3: No, they they, don't care.
2: That's right, but they might look for Hayworth because they like Hayworth and they want to see if anybody that they know sells Hayworth, or they're just looking for office furniture, and I got twice in my job title. So job title is a critical spot also to use all the characters you can, including your keywords. Don't just put sales guy at ABC Company.
1: Well, and I'd never even thought of that because I do just say founder, speaker, you know, whatever it was. So now I'm going to have to go back in and work on my profile on that too. There you go. Well, and one of the ways that I have have told people to find out what the industry is talking about is go to your competitors and see what words they're using. You know, sometimes when we're writing our own profiles, we draw that mental block. So I'll go to somebody else's profile and go, oh, that's what they're saying now. That's what I should be saying. You know, I don't do cut and paste. You know, don't advocate that. But look at what other people are saying. and, And maybe that'll give you some ideas, too.
2: That idea is spot on. I can tell you, for eight or nine months, I did not have the word carpeting in my profile or even my company page on LinkedIn, and we sell carpeting. But mm-hmm. I found it when I was looking at somebody else's. Oh my gosh, I yep. didn't have that word.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, you know, and 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 it's just it, it's funny because we know what we are, but we forget how people will look for us, and I think that's kind of the the big thing. And maybe the, the trick is to ask people. You know, if you were looking for somebody like me, what search terms would you use? Yeah, do you
2: know, if, if you're an attorney and you use the word attorney, that's wonderful. But don't forget, some people use it a lawyer, legal counsel. You mm-hmm. need to have those other words. One of the interesting keywords that I have in my profile is I have my last name spelled wrong in my profile in the specialty section because people normally, a lot of times, will spell my name wrong. So I put it in there, but I put... SP in parentheses, I I tell people it's spelled wrong on purpose.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, because you don't want to miss those people who spell it wrong. That's right. Right. Now, now here was, this was probably the biggest aha moment for me as I was reading your book last night. Um, and, you know, I couldn't wait to, to race into my computer this morning to see if this was still a feature because, of course, the tricky thing with writing a physical book is, Things change quickly sometimes, and and so I wanted to make sure it worked. And I was just thrilled beyond words to see this. I had no clue that this would work. So you know, you've got all of these sections in a profile. You've got summary. You've got uh, the applications you're using. You've got your job history. You've got your experience. I never knew until I read Wayne's book last night that you could rearrange those sections. That was probably the biggest aha moment I have had in months, years, you know, because the the standard is that it just kind of goes, you know, trickling through. Like a good example, they put your contact information at the very end. Well, that's not where I want my contact information, so I move that section up to be right beneath my summary.
2: That's the perfect place for it. And you know what was interesting? That feature of being able to move only changed about a year and a half ago or two years ago. Before that, you had to sort of play games with dates and stuff. And, and then when people would put nonprofit stuff in there, it would show up above your main job, and it was just so confusing. I'm so glad they changed that
1: right so explain to people how they can move sections around because to me it was a little confusing and and now i know that it's it's difficult to explain it it did help me when i could just see it visually but it you know it it really did just click and i thought oh this is what i absolutely have to do and i totally rearranged my profile
2: so how you get to that is you go up to the top toolbar where it says profile you got to make sure you're in edit profile so you click that on and once you're in edit once you'll scroll down, and when you scroll over sections that are movable, the, the section will become sort of blue, and they'll have a little double cross arrows, and once you see the double cross arrows, a little thing will pop up and say, drag to rearrange your current position, so you can then move those sections around. So. Um, and it's past your current. You can move all of them around like you could move your applications to the top as you want. Now, one of the twists there is all the applications move together. I'm not a fan of that, but just understand yeah. that that's how that works.
1: Yeah, so I did go in today and uh, um, I wanted to move my applications up, specifically my blog, because I wanted that higher on the list. So I took out events for now and I took out SlideShare because I haven't put anything in there currently. So I moved, uh, so it it is now just moving my WordPress application up.
2: Yeah, speaking of events, they announced that events is going to no longer be an application at the end of this month.
1: Huh. Well, that'll be interesting.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I, I hope they're going to replace it with something because I do think that's an application that people have really been using.
1: I think a lot of people use that. Um, one of the things that you mentioned in your book was when you're traveling, what to look for with events. And, and talk to people about that because some, you know, people get caught up in, ooh, LinkedIn is just for where I am, especially events. How could somebody use an event if they're traveling?
3: Yeah, so
2: the event function allows you to search events uh, in different towns by certain keywords. and It works similar to, to the Facebook application, but that's going to go away. But here's the thing you can do, even if you're traveling, it still will exist, and that's before you travel into a town, I suggest that people do an advanced people search. Once again, you click advanced in the top right, put the zip code that you're traveling to, and then Find drop in the title of the people that you like to meet, or you want to find some experts, or whatever you'd like to do, and see if you you are connected to some people you'd like to meet in that town you're going to go to, and ask for introductions from your friends, or just flat out just send the person a note to him traveling to your town soon. Uh, I meet with people like you all all over the country. If you'd like to have a cup of coffee, let's do it. LinkedIn will be perfect for that because you just put the zip code in and the title, and you'll get a list of the people who fit the criteria you want in a different town.
1: Perfect, perfect. You know, and and uh, that brings me to a question that somebody had last week. I was uh, meeting with someone, and he was very surprised that I used LinkedIn extensively to reach out to local contacts, and he was the opposite. He used it to travel, and he didn't use it to to reach out to local people at all. And I think that was partially because he thought he was, and and he is, very well connected locally, but how do you use it to build even further from that base that you've already got?
2: Well, you know, everything to build on LinkedIn is about connections. And we didn't, haven't really talked much about connections up until this point, but one of the major strategies on LinkedIn is who are you going to add to your network? And people ask me all the time, should I just connect with anybody or just my friends or what? And I'll say, I don't know. I said, you got to think about what, what are you trying to accomplish with LinkedIn? Like this morning I met with an author who wrote a book for um, uh, chief human resource officers. And uh I said, Well are you connected to very many of them on LinkedIn? No, no, I really don't you know, I I know the ones that I know. I said, But I said, but you'd like to meet a whole bunch more of those, wouldn't you? Oh yeah. I said, Well, watch this. We typed in C H R O and or Chief Human Resource Officer. And there were only four hundred and forty five of those people in the United <laughs> oh States and I said, Look it I said, these are people you should be connecting with. You should mm-hmm. be proactive if that's what your strategy is on LinkedIn. He said, "Oh my gosh, that's unbelievable!" I said, "Yeah, that's unbelievable. Think of—we never had this before. So now you can start connecting with the exact person wherever they are in the world." And I said, "So that could be one of your strategies." And you'd be—you—you you know, Deb, you worked with people on LinkedIn. They have most people have not defined a strategy like that for connecting, and you really mm-hmm. need to.
1: Well, and I think when you're connecting, think outside of the box too. Um, I was giving a seminar over the weekend to authors and people who wanted to be authors. And I asked all of them, I said, you know, how many of you eventually want to be speakers? And, of course, they all raised their hand. And I said, so on LinkedIn, connect with meeting planners. And the little light bulb slowly went off. (laughs) But they'd never thought of that because that wasn't somebody that they, you know, wasn't in their sphere of influence, maybe would be the best way to put it.
2: Yeah, you're right. People, It's it's weird. You'd think that would have been automatic, but Mm -hmm. they just didn't connect the dots, right?
1: Right, and you know you do have to be strategic about it. And I love uh, part of, of what you talk about in your book is how to really go about doing all of these things. And I and you know don't want to give them all away because, like we said, we want people to get the book. But you do you suggest things like. Um, uh, getting a, a flip camera or, you know, now smartphones have, have pretty good video capability and iPads and all those various things. And post videos, you know, of, of what you're doing. Post client testimonials. So many things, you know, can be done with video anymore that that's a great tool that you want to be using.
2: Yeah, and the video, like we mentioned earlier, is available for you to put in the box and files and in slideshare. But, boy, one thing we haven't talked about today and probably another whole class on this is <laughs> the company page. That has really taken off in the last year and a half. And you can actually have a video for every product and service you have listed on your company page. And that video could be a customer telling the world how great your product is, or that Mm -hmm. that video could be like a technical video to show people how to do certain things. We all, think about it, we all love video these days because it's all over the place. You need to make sure it's all over the place on your personal profile and on your company page.
1: Right. And, of course, it's free to set up a YouTube page. And Google owns YouTube. So once you start using that, that's going to drive uh, things higher when people search for you.
2: Yeah, Google loves social media.
1: You know, and, and it's funny you mentioned company pages and, you know, we, I think we really could talk for a long time on it, so we'll definitely have to have you back. I just started tinkering with my company page, trying to figure out how, as a service provider, I would add things in there. What do you suggest for people who don't have a a physical product that they are selling?
2: Well, that's me, so I recommend that people go to my company page, which is Power Formula LLC in the company section of LinkedIn, and you'll be able to see how I've listed, of course, my book, but that's physical sort of its information, but then I've got my DVDs for sale, but the very first product I have, Deb, and you'll appreciate this, is for people to sign up for my weekly tips. So it's, is that really a product? Well, I figure it's a product, but it's also a product where it, it's an entry point for me to have some new people on my list, and it's the very first product I
3: list.
1: Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, I, I see it right there. I'm looking right at it. So it, it does. It makes it so nice to be able to, to do that. And, of course, the, the very important thing is that everything all ties together. You know, what I'm seeing on your business page on LinkedIn is very similar to what I see when I go to your website. You know, we can't make it look. 100% the same just because of all of the the limitations that we have but it also looks the same on all the other social media platforms too.
2: Yeah, and they've added a bunch of banners and just some great stuff to the company page. People are finally companies are finally realizing and even if you're a company of one you better grab a company page.
1: Right. You know, and, and it was funny when I went to my company page, I had people following me and I didn't even know I had a company page. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and, you know, those followers are going to turn out to be good marketing channels for you as you get more and more of them.
1: They found me before I wanted to be found. So what better ambassadors are there than those type of people?
2: I mean, think about this, Deb. If I came to you today and said um, there's 10, 10 results on every Google search, I can let you have one more for your company, and it's free, and it's on LinkedIn, why wouldn't you do that?
1: Oh, I know, you know, and, and, you know, there are some tricks to setting up company pages. So that's why we uh, don't want to go, you know, into too much detail because they need to make sure obviously that you're the right person setting up the page. But yeah, if you are a solopreneur or a small business owner, great absolute place you absolutely must be is to have a company page on LinkedIn, especially as people are getting more, shall we say, disillusioned with pages on Facebook.
2: No question about it.
1: Great, great. Well, amazingly enough, we are at the top of the hour. You know, I, I could do this program and talk to somebody for five hours at least. But, um, you know, what this really does mean, that Wayne, is that we will have you back on uh, probably soon after the first of the year because LinkedIn will have made its changes. We'll talk more about uh, company pages, all those various things. But one last time, tell everybody how they find you and how they connect with you online.
2: You bet. Well, I would love being back on, so let's make sure we do that. Uh, my website is powerformula.net, where you can contact me directly there. Uh, you can find my LinkedIn profile. Be sure to connect with me there. Uh, and on my website, you'll see lots of free tips, videos to watch, and to sign up for my weekly email that you'll receive with all the latest and greatest. And don't forget to buy my book, The Number One Seller on Amazon.
1: Great. Well, and I signed up for your email tips as we were speaking, so I will be getting those um, and can't wait for those because there are so many changes that it's difficult to keep up. So it's, it's great connecting with somebody like you who is focusing just on LinkedIn and can provide us with those great tips.
2: Thanks so, again great. for having me on, Deb. I enjoyed it.
1: Thank you, Wayne, and to everyone listening, enjoy the rest of your day. And if we're not connected online, why not? You can find all my information at debkrier.com, D-E-B-K-R-I-E-R. Make sure we connect on LinkedIn and all of the other various social media sites. Have a great one, everyone.
0: To Mile High Radio, on the World Wide Web for your listening play.
4: This podcast is a part of the C Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit C SuiteRadio.com.